and welcome to the second episode of our Future of Work podcast. I'm your host, Yvonne Garrix, and today I'm joined by Lisa Sewell, our Managing Director for UK, Ireland and the Middle East, and also by Deepa Deb, head of our UK real estate group, who will be discussing our new virtual real estate team and how our Future of Work strategy has supported its development. So Lisa, if I can start with you first, can you tell us why Dentons has decided to set up virtual teams? Yeah, so look, I think we've all seen, haven't we, how the world, the world of work has changed over the last 20 months in particular, as we've gone through the pandemic. Um, and I guess in true Darwin style, if I can quote him, you know, he says, it's not the strongest or the fittest that survive, it's, it's the most adaptable to change. So, you know, in that vein, we're looking to adapt, right? We're looking to try new approaches um, as we learn all about what this new world of work is going to be post-pandemic. And I guess the virtual team concept is one of those things that we're trying, right? We're trying, we're adapting um, to see if it works. And, and Deepa was the first part of our firm to put her hand up and to test the new concept. And so Deepa, can you explain to us why you were so keen to establish a virtual team in real estate? Thanks, Yvonne. Thanks, Lisa. The first thing to say is that our virtual real estate team sits alongside the firm's existing office-based teams in London, Milton Keynes, Scotland and Dublin. There were really three principal drivers for us setting up our virtual real estate team. The first is market pressures. Over the course of the last decade, the real estate market has evolved to impose fixed fees in a number of areas of real estate services particularly those that lend themselves to disaggregation, by which I mean where you can isolate a specific task from the wider transaction. So by way of example, due diligence, corporate real estate, real estate finance and asset management. These types of work can make standard London city rates challenging to justify. But at the same time, we have to balance client needs. Whilst the real estate services I've alluded to earlier may be described as being commoditized, they remain critical and specialised. Clients rightly require high standards to be met, which can only be delivered by lawyers with the right level of expertise, effectively supervised and supported by wider team resources. And finally, there's employee needs that need to be taken into account. From speaking with members of our team, it's clear to us that bright lawyers today want different things from their careers. Not all lawyers aspire to partnership but they do want to feel valued and be exposed to top quality work for key clients. Pre-pandemic, our teams were actively seeking more flexible ways of working to accommodate their work-life balance preferences. This trend has been accelerated by the pandemic. A number of our team members relocated outside of London, for example, either to be closer to family or take advantage of the stamp duty break and buy a larger property while still, still being able to carry out London and international real estate work. That traditional up or out law firm model is now outdated. To attract and retain talent, we need to embrace the changes in the market and employment sentiment. And Deepa, I think you also have some personal experience of virtual working. Could you share that with us? Yes, of course. That's right, Yvonne. I've managed to time the birth of my three children uh, with a global financial crises. So I'm actually living proof of a lawyer who's worked part time after the birth of my first daughter, worked virtually after the birth of my second, returned to work full-time and became promoted to partnership. So I know that virtual working is not only possible, but it is also effective when set up in the right way. And we spent the best part of the year designing 
this virtual team prior to launching it in May this year. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, and how is the team structured? The team is currently structured so that it comprises partners, senior associates, associates, and a number of training solicitors. Our lawyers are based all over the country. To give you some examples, we've got lawyers working out of York, Manchester, Birmingham, Somerset, and even Dublin. Our team is geographically agnostic, and we're instead focused on attracting the best talent in the market by offering full flexibility in terms of methods of working without compromising team members' ambitions and training supervision along the way. We spent a year designing bespoke training, career development, and socialization programs for all of our real estate team to ensure it is truly integrated and cohesive. You know, I guess I just want to say here, if I can, Yvonne, that um, Deeper and the team have worked really hard to ensure that the, the virtual team fits the needs of our clients as well as our staff. And you know, the beauty of that is that it isn't a back office function or a low cost center. It's a real extension of our core real estate team, which is fully embedded uh, as part of the wider real estate practice in the UK. So, you know, to some degree, we're able to deliver the, the quality our clients expect, you know, at the largest law firm in the world, but also provide our partners with some cost certainty by using technology smartly. And, and we also are able to source the, you know, the best talent now across the whole of the UK rather than just in close proximity to our offices. The team themselves also get to win because they get to work on the best deals in the market, right, wherever they happen to live. So it's a win-win for everybody, really. Yeah, absolutely. And I know myself that managing a, a wholly virtual team during lockdown wasn't always easy. And I had to change the way I led and how I communicated with, with my team pretty quickly. So deeper with, with a remote team like yours, um, what challenges are you seeing? Thanks, Yvonne. All of our teams have faced challenges during the last 18 months, not just our virtual real estate team, who are at least set up to work primarily remotely from the outset. We focused very much on styles and methods of communication to create a sense of belonging and an open culture. Examples include having virtual coffee sessions daily for those who can attend, and that's across our real estate team, whether they're office-based or virtual. Team WhatsApp groups, some of which include partners, others don't. Wellbeing-related one-to-one conversations with heads of teams. Active resource management to ensure that no one team member is drowning. Monthly training and monthly physical and socialization fixtures. And I should add that as with all good business models and plans, we continue to keep our virtual real estate team and our wider real estate model under review to ensure that we maintain being ahead of market trends. For example, we're encouraging team members to use various hubs across the country, including our offices across the UK and Ireland, to ensure that they have crucial face-to-face touch points as often as they need. So this, this sounds great from an internal perspective. Um, how would you say your clients have reacted to it? That's a really good question. Our key clients with whom we socialise the idea of extending our team with the concept of a virtual team have confirmed how innovative they consider it to be, in particular, given the war for talent currently, which our clients are also experiencing. Our virtual team offers a truly different, more flexible working environment. 
We've also recruited into our virtual team based upon personal recommendations from our new recruits, most of whom only joined us in July this year. And internal recommendations is always a really good sign and testament to it working. Would you agree? Completely agree. And, and we consider that having an additional virtual team in real estate to work alongside our office-based teams means that we'll be seen in the market as being impactful. We're not only embracing the change, as Lisa suggested, we're actively trying to stay ahead of it. We're hoping it makes us attractive in that we're offering opportunities to do top quality real estate work as flexibly as might be needed whilst being fully supported within the team and without compromising career progression. And finally, we're hoping that the market can see that we're progressive we can now confidently maintain a truly full-service real estate practice with credibility. And Lisa, from our previous conversation, the future of talent is really part of the overall future of work strategy. How does all this tie in with that? Mm, well, it's all part and parcel of the same thing, really. Um, you know, we're looking at what our clients are asking us for and what our people are asking us for uh, and making changes, you know, and just trying new things. Um, you know, I came into law for the first time nearly four years ago, um, and that's shown me that law firms in general uh, are quite reluctant to do things differently. Well, you know, we're changing that. Um, we are doing things differently. We are willing to try new things and to meet the new needs. And, you know, some of it will work and some of it won't work, but that's OK. Um, so the only mistake I think we can make at this point is to do nothing and pretend that the world's going to go back to the way it always was before. You know, if I give you some more examples other than just our real estate virtual team, you know, we've changed our trainee program to include more around innovation and legal project management. We're adjusting it to give our trainees more certainty and more choice about where they can qualify in, you know, much earlier in their trainee program. And we're changing our fee earner bonus structure to recognise, you know, that actually chargeable hours aren't the be all and end all anymore. So there's lots going on. And all of that wraps up into our Denton's Home, our Denton's Club and our Denton's Academy concepts that we talked about last time that, that really underpin our future of work strategy. You know, so whether people work at home, if whether they work in a hybrid way or whether they're 100% in the office, they are supported, they're stretched and they're cared for. But I guess, you know, don't get me wrong, we have high standards. We expect a lot from our teams and they know that. And our clients, you know, they know that they and our clients, we're all in this together, part of something much bigger. So we're really looking to create an environment where people want to be part of that. They want so they can they can get much more greater satisfaction out of their whole lives, not just the time they spend at work. So it really is a really exciting time for us right now. It certainly is. So thank you both for joining me and, and sharing your thoughts and experiences. And I look forward to hosting more Future of Work podcasts in the coming months. Thank you. Thanks, Yvonne.